the Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, officially, welcome to midway of April. Is I'm that Austin. amazing? He's Johnny. Last week, that's how I started the show, and it was inaccurate. It was? Yeah. I mean, last week was the well, second week of April. I went the whole week thinking it was the third, third week? week of April. Because I even, at the end of the show, said, hey, next week we'll talk about Mortal Kombat. Oh, you were confused. It's not this week. It's you had your days week. wrong. I did. I did. Uh-huh. I was a week ahead of the schedule. See, if it was a week ahead, I'd be turning 60. No, stop it. Oh, am I off? You're, you're, if it were a decade ahead, you'd be turning <laughs> 40. So Yeah. Uh, all right, well, welcome. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Hi, Johnny. Hi, buddy. You know, I see what you're saying, though, because technically the second week does feel like the middle of the month. I get what you're saying. Because there's usually four weeks of yeah, a month. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but I was wrong. You were wrong. I was also it, wrong uh, because Mortal Kombat does not come out this week, as we mentioned. It's next week. comes out on the 23rd. So, uh, we're, we're, we were wrong a lot last week, and it's my fault. Hey, that's all right. It happens. What will, be, what will I be wrong about today? We'll get into that, of Ooh. course. Uh, Larry, to Sony, our guy at Megaplex, was funny. He said, hey, based on listening to last week's show... It appears I failed in relaying to you the schedule change <laughs> Warner Brothers made to, to Mortal Kombat. Uh, and this, because of the success of Godzilla versus Kong, Warner Brothers pushed Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat back a week to Tongue Twister. the 23rd. Good news for Godzilla Kong, but it does create a gap in the, the release schedule for this week. So really, there's no wide releases across the country, but Megaplex has a few offerings. They we'll still have three new ones, which uh, I, I watched the trailers for them before I came in, and uh, there's one or two. I'm betting you and I have interest in the same one. I bet we do, too. And we'll get to that, and it may have birthed our poll question this week we'll get to in segment uh, two as well. But before we do all that, we do have some summer movie date changes we need to get to uh, later here in a minute. We've got those new movies we need to preview. We'll have a soundtrack of the week. We'll have a poll question of the week. We'll have a From the Archives segment coming up uh, to wrap up the show. But let's start today, Johnny, like we do each and every week, except the weeks we don't, with the Movie (laughs) Zone Movie Showdown. It was my turn. Yes. And I was on. What Disney favorite did we do? Nope, didn't do Disney. Oh. Uh, I was on a Tom Hanks kick last week. You were? Last weekend, in fact. I, I watched four or five Tom Hanks movies. Look, you can't go wrong with them, though. They're so good. Well, sometimes you can. You can, but the for the circle most part. with Emma Watson. Don't yes. see that. Yes. Larry Correct. Crown, terrible. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's not horrible. It's okay. Uh, but that's about it. Everything. What else was that does. science fiction one that he was in? It's kind of a time travel thing. The circle. That's the circle. I that's think right. that's what it was. But anywho, uh, I sent out because I, I've finally caved and purchased, not rented, but purchased on Amazon Prime, Captain Phillips. You did. I've I've been hitting YouTube up for the the highlights and the clips here and there, but it's such an incredible real life portrayal that I mm-hmm. I, I decided okay, this is one I can own. And so I gave the fourteen ninety nine or whatever it was to Amazon. It's so good. And uh, now I own it on Amazon Prime. At, and if you have not seen the movie, turn the radio up, but quickly turn it back on afterwards. Because at the end of the movie... <laughs> well, it's a real life thing. You should know how this ends. When he is crying and the emotions in that, it was like... It started... And, and seriously, it made me tear up because it was such a great performance by him. Well, the cool thing about watching things on Amazon Prime, it has that x-ray vision yeah. where it gives you... Uh, facts and trivia about each scene. Right. You know what I learned about that scene no, you're what? talking about? What? 
the doctors, there's a female oh, I know what you're and, say. A, and a male, the medics, they're real life naval medics. Right. They had not met Tom before. They wow. They were not prepped. There was no script. Really? The, the, uh, I forget the director's name, Greenspan or something. Uh, he, he told the medics, I want you to act like this is another day on the job for you. Oh, wow. And, and pretend that this guy coming in really has just come out of the scenario. And Tom Hanks actually wanted it that way, too, because he's kind of a method actor. Sure, yeah. Once he's on the set. So so let me get this right. The the doctor and the, the medics yes. had no idea what they were doing. They didn't know what they were shooting. They didn't know the film, and they didn't know Tom Hanks. No, they knew the scenario by... They knew because of the real... It's a real-life story. Okay. They, so they knew what they were doing, they but they kn- didn't know... There was no script. There was no script or direction. direction. So Tom Hanks just came in and started... Letting his emotions fly, and they had to react. Yes, and wow. uh, the the lead medic, the female uh, soldier, later talked about how she felt like she was there with Richard Phillips. Wow! Because of how amazing Tom Hanks was in that scene. So, uh, that's that, a, man, that scene is strong. It is, and it's a great way to wrap up the. Just watching the show. him finally release all that you know bottled up emotions he had. Yeah, she said, "I see trauma." And trauma patients on a daily basis. Um, yeah, that's my job. I'm sure. And that's how trauma patients act. That just shows what an amazing actor Tom is. Yep, absolutely. So, Captain Phillips, I also took in Catch Me If You Can. I watched Forrest Gump. Well, some most of Forrest Gump. Uh, and I watched one of my favorites, Money Pit. Oh, that's so great. Oh, and I peeked at the terminal because someone on Twitter... Have you never seen the terminal? No, I had. Okay. But it had been since it released. Okay, okay. And I remember that it had. it was not good. I thought it was great. So I took a peek, and I was reminded that I, did, I was almost pretty much right. It's okay. Maybe, maybe it, uh, maybe it tore at my heartstrings because of the musician aspect. Maybe so. Maybe, but wow, I like. He's it. great in it. Yo, the of rest course. of it is like. Ugh. Talk about accents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, the movie zone movie showdown, Krakosia. I, I sent <laughs> it out. Which Tom Hanks true story portrayal is the better movie? Now there was a debate in in my heart. Do I go with? These, or do I go with Soli? Because I thought he was great in Soli as well. But I went with Captain Phillips, Catch Me If You Can, and uh, never saw the the movies show me the results. We had 319 votes that rolled in, and I was very surprised by the the answer. 53% said Catch Me If You Can is the better movie. Really? Yeah. I thought it would be Captain Phillips for sure. That's shocking. Yeah. But I will say, other than like what's eating Gilbert Grape and Basketball Diaries, it's probably Leonardo's best movie. Even The Revenant or Django Unchained or Blood Diamond or yeah. Growing Pains? Yeah. That's not a movie. Growing Pains. That was a TV show. <laughs> uh, even better than... Um, oh, I'm, I'm what totally about uh, The Great Gatsby? Oh, yeah. He's great in The Great nah, Gatsby. That's okay. Well, I, I agree. It's my favorite Leo DiCaprio movie. I hate Titanic. So I go with Catch Me If You Can. But that's a real-life portrayal of both Tom Hanks and Leo DiCaprio. They're both playing real-life people I know. in that. I know. Uh, and so I went with that or Captain Phillips. And like I said, I would choose Captain Phillips, but Catch Me If You Can was the runaway winner. Way to go, listeners, because I would have thought hands down Captain Phillips. Uh, and some there were some other reactions. Uh, we had someone uh, send in the fun fact about Frank Abagnale Jr. actually mm-hmm. uh, teaching at BYU. Is that? It's not. It's half true. Right. He I've heard that story. He was a teacher's aide. 
Okay. For a day. Oh, for a day? Yeah. Not even a semester? Nope, just a day. Just a day. Yep. Okay. Uh, ben Coombs uh, said big should have been on here, and that's... Is that real life? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> Zoltar? Come on. <laughs> I see it at all the fairs I go to. But apparently Kirk says the terminal was loosely based on a true story. So, Tom Hanks, he's made a career of doing true story portrayals. It's very... Well, <laughs> I mean, come on. Then the Mr. Rogers Sully. Sully. Uh, Toy Story. So was uh, Saving Private Ryan? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 fictional history. It's historical fiction, right? It's based in historical yeah. moments, and all those towns and, and everything was was that accurate. Nice scene. Nah, that's, 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 oh, that's rough. Oh, that's that's rough. <laughs> all right, so there you go. Uh, little uh, showdown this week from uh, Tom Hanks. We do have three movies opening at Megaplex this week. Also returning to Megaplex is their Best Picture series uh these are nominated for best picture at the oscars you can go see the radar rated r biography comedy drama called mink mm-hmm. starring gary oldman amanda seafried and lily collins mm-hmm. or the pg-13 drama the father starring anthony hopkins olivia coleman who won best actress last right. year and rufus sewell those are two outstanding uh, actors actually more than that olivia is awesome too actually everybody in both of those movies are fabulous but heavyweights with gary oldman and anthony hopkins so mank starring gary oldman is a 1930s hollywood reevaluated through the eyes of scathing social critic and alcoholic screenwriter herman j mankovitz as he races to finish the screenplay of citizen kane it's nominated for the most awards this coming oscars yeah 10 10 wow including best picture director actor and supporting actress the uh, the father, starring Anthony Hopkins, a man refuses all assistance from his daughter as he ages. As he tries to make sense of his changing circumstances, he begins to doubt his loved ones, his own mind, and even the fabric of his reality. This is sadly a story that a lot of people can very much relate yes. to. Yes, yeah. It's nominated for six awards, including Best Picture, Actor, and Supporting Actress as well. So go to the Megaplex and check out those Best Picture series. Man, that's... Powerful movies, both of those. Tell us about Monday, though, a new release this week at Megaplex. Monday, I actually just watched the trailer for this one. Okay. And, I haven't seen it. And I have to say, after watching the trailer, I still have no idea what it's about. Okay. <laughs> it's a rated R drama romance starring Sebastian Stan, as you might know from the Marvel series as the Winter Soldier. <laughs> and you did this purposely, I know it. Is it Denise Go? I'm going to guess so. Yes. I don't know. Denise, Denise, go. Monday, a spark on... F- okay, let me start this over. Monday, a spark on a Friday can lead <laughs> to a sizzling weekend fling. But what what happens when you get... To the inevitable Monday? To the inevitable I Monday. See. So I had to guys, scroll over. So they meet on a Friday, they have a weekend fling, and then Monday comes and they're like, okay, is this a real relationship going forward? Or right. is this the walk back to our normal lives and never talk again? Right. Is this the one night stand weekend or is this the something real kind of weekend? Here. Yeah. But okay. watching it, it's really interesting. I'll tell you, the uh, Denise is a dead ringer for like an early Madonna. Like oh, it, well, that's it, Madonna's real name. Is it? That's really Madonna there. It's not no, Madonna. It's not. <laughs> you, know you know it's not. You know Denise from uh, other movies that I've never heard of. She, <laughs> if there was ever a story of Madonna's life, she needs to be cast because <laughs> bam. Oh, she was in Colette with Kara Knightley a few years ago. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't know about, I'm not a big fan of Sebastian Stan. I know a lot of people are. You know, surprisingly. He just kind of stands around. Surprisingly, I'm a fan of Sebastian Stan in the Marvel movies. I like him as a Winter Soldier, but the other things I've seen him in, 
you know? Uh, I didn't realize he was Romanian, Sebastian Stan. Anyway, uh, Gossip Girl, you know him, uh, Jefferson in Once Upon a Time. Anywho, you, you know who Sebastian Stan is, you just might not know it till you see his face. You know him. I will give this a $5 Tuesday for date night sort of thing, if you want a midweek date night. If you're going out on a first date, this is the perfect movie, because it might not last after the movie. I see. You see what I did there? Maybe, maybe uh, the spark happens in the movie, and so you're like, oh, there's hey, a spark here maybe on there's date. something. Maybe we'll go to coffee after. So if you want a $5 Tuesday date night to see Monday, which is about a spark on Friday. Friday and the following Monday. <laughs> go see rated our drama romance, or how dramance? Dramance. Roma. Ro, Roma. 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 <laughs> Roma. Isn't that a tomato? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and it won Best Picture last year, I believe, Roma. Anyway. Roma, right. All right, next. Do you want to do this one? Because nope. it's your favorite type. Nope, I want to do the last one. All right. In the Earth, a rated R <laughs> horror starring Joel Fry, Reese uh, Smears, Shearsmith. Sure. Haley Squirrels. I'm going to say Squires. I'm going to say Squirrels, but Squires. <laughs> <laughs> As the world searches for a cure to a disastrous virus, a scientist and a park scout venture deep into the forest for a routine equipment run. Yeah. Now, look, I watched the trailer for this. It mentions nothing of the virus. It's all about, like, something's in the woods watching us. And then this gives it away that it's a virus? Apparently. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I, I am ecstatic with how far we've come in the last year on the... Uh, coronavirus pandemic sure. ecstatic we're we're so close i feel to looking at it in the rearview mirror in history's eyes yes we're not there yet we're almost though can we not release movies about a world virus yeah until, it's kind of bad until, timing isn't it can't isn't there not a rule that says now nah, you can't do this until a certain amount of time has passed there should be a statute of limitations on this but Nonetheless, we have this movie. So here's a movie about a cure, looking for your cure to a disastrous virus in the woods, in the earth. Uh, if you're a masochist, go see this. It's uh, it's very, it looks very scary. It's probably the first of many horror movies that are going to be released uh, up until Halloween. But <laughs> could be good. Horror movies. You'll be seeing it, right? No, I will not be ever. <laughs> uh, not this year or else uh, or uh, or others. Um, but horror movies do bring in people. Sure. Whether they're good or bad, people want to see... People like getting scared for some reason. Well, it's a fun emotion. It's not. <laughs> oh, that almost felt like a heart attack. That oh. was fun. I was do that says again. That? <laughs> All right, finally, the, the new release this week. Oh, that this looks so good. I was right. We're both excited yeah, to see this. This looks one. so good. Uh, an action, rated R, starring Sam Hugan, Ruby Rose, and Andy Serkis, who I still cannot believe has never won Best Actor, by the way. Uh, S-A-S, Red Notice, is yeah. the name of the movie. Tell me if this doesn't sound like my uh, wannabe life. A special forces operator is traveling from London to Paris. The train is deep inside the Channel Tunnel when a team of heavily armed war criminals seize the train and hold hundreds of passengers hostage and threaten to blow up the tun Channel Tunnel if their ransom demands are not met. Unarmed and cut off from his counter-terror team, Tom is the only hope the other passengers have to make it out alive, Best on the based rather on the best-selling novel by former SAS operator Andy McNabb. SAS Red Notice sounds like a kick-ass movie to yes. go see. Yes, and not giving anything away, just watching the trailer, Ruby Rose is the bad guy. 
She has to be. Yeah. She has to be. Oh, yeah. And I'll bet Andy Circus. is I shouldn't say her. bad guy. She's the bad woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's the, well, the proverbial bad guy. Yes. Uh, yes. It's not really a gender. When I say, no. when I think bad guy, I don't really think guy is a gender. I just think right. the bad, the, the, bad, bad the, the bad person. The antagonist there of you the go. story. But uh, this, this looks, oh, dude, this looks so good. And, and But I only have one problem. Isn't the channel tunnel, isn't that the channel? Didn't we all agree <laughs> to call it the channel so we time here? Yeah, they should. Uh, this looks like a, a great uh, popcorn action film at the movies where you turn off the real world, you turn on a fake world, and you watch the bad guys get their ass handed to them. Now, this is the, the tunnel that's between uh, England and France. That's correct. Yes. Say. See. Si. No, that's oui. Spanish. We. 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 Say correctement. I don't know. Uh, you don't, you, you've already lost me. <laughs> so I have that, a hard enough time speaking English. Because because we have this really cool, seemingly action movie coming out this week, your your chair is squeaky. You like that? Uh, I sent out a poll question. You can get on Twitter and play along uh, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot One, at Zone Sports Net. What is the most kick ass movie you have ever seen? I just want to say I'm proud of all of the listeners. They picked the correct movie, Predator. Well, Hands down, dude, Predator. We do this in the second segment. What are you doing? Hands down. <laughs> hey, I'm just so proud. Everyone that said Predator has been blocked and excommunicated from the movies. I'm just kidding. All right, so we'll get to your poll question responses coming up on the other side. We'll take our first break. Your, your time to shine. What is the most badass... Can I say that? You can. I'm going to say, what is the most badass action thriller you've ever seen? Predator. Get it on Twitter. <laughs> Let us know. We'll also have a soundtrack of the week and a music lesson or history in music. A lesson in music history. That's it. From Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. He's Johnny. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Johnny Lightfoot, Austin Horton, you are tuned into the Movie Zone. Segment two, and I'm talking about Living Color. Remember this band? Not the TV show, Austin. So not in Living Color. Not in Living Color, but the band Living Color. I'm not very familiar with Living Color. Well, I'm sure you've heard this song, The Cult of Personality, right? Yeah. Yeah. This song came out in the height of glam rock hairspray, lipstick and eyeliner on guys, and (laughs) Poison singing their songs that they sang, and then this song came out, a political song, just bam, smacked everyone in the face, and I got to tell you... I loved every minute of it. Okay. Living Color is an American rock band from New York City formed in 1984. Stylistically, their music is a kind of a creative fusion of heavy metal, funk, jazz, hip-hop, punk, and alternative rock before alternative rock was even there. Nice. The band's lyrics range from personal to political, obviously, including social commentary on the racism in the United States. Living Color has released six studio albums so far, and the band rose to fame with their debut album, Vivid, which came out in 1998. Although they scored a number of hits off of it, Living Color is best known for their signature anthem, Cult of Personality, which won a Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance in 1990. Wow. It took two years, almost three years, for that to hit. Wow. Wow. 
They were also named Best New Artist in the 1989 MTV Video Music Awards and won their second Grammy for the follow-up album Time's Up, which came out in 1990. Their third Living Color record named Stain, which was in 1993, kind of took on that heavier kind of grunge thing, but still kept their political and personal type of lyrics, which I think was awesome. Now, uh, the band was ranked number 70 on VH1's 100 Greatest Artists of Hard Rock, and Cult of Personality was even a part of the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas I thought that's where I recognized this from. It's part of the radio songs in Radio X in the game. Okay. It was also the first song... Not that I've ever played that game, Mom. Right, right, right. (laughs) It was also the first song to be confirmed for the track list of Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock. Oh, okay. The version featured in Guitar Hero 3, however, is a new master recording of the song that features an updated solo as the original masters could not be used because record labels are horrible people. (laughs) They indeed are. All right, so there you go. That's our music lesson in music history. Soundtrack yeah. of the week. Now, why? Tell me, you you mentioned some of the things it's been in. Why did you choose this for soundtrack of the week? I choose Living Color because in segment three, we're talking about an action movie from the '90s that featured Living Color, and it's not Predator. It's not Predator. Thank that was goodness. that was '87. Uh, okay, so there you go. Living Color, not in Living Color. That's a TV show. Not the Jim Carrey version. (laughs) This is Living Color, the band. The band. Uh, All right. Hey, before we get into our poll question responses, Hanson Scotty had a bit of an interesting poll question slash debate slash topic earlier this week. And uh, you said, let's let's try to transition this onto the movie zone. What was it? So Hans asked a question. He put out a poll question a couple days ago that said uh, the Buffalo Bills are requiring a vaccination card to ent- for entry to a full stadium this fall. And then he said, would you be okay with that as a jazz fan entering a packed Vivid Arena? So I thought about this for a second. Imagine this summer Star Wars 10 or Star Wars Knights of the New Republic is coming out. Everyone's going to want to see that, right? Would you be okay going to a 100% packed theater elbow to elbow with people to see that type of movie if everyone was presenting vaccination cards? And would you want to have a vaccination so you could do that. So uh, I, I think that if everybody is required to have a vaccination card, then there should be no misgivings about going. Right. Because everyone in there will have been vaccinated. Now, vaccination does not mean immunity. It Correct. does not mean you will not catch or be able to spread COVID-19. Right. It just means that those who have been vaccinated have a real fighter's chance of making it out okay on the other side after having contracted it. Right. It also brings it, it up... It does lessen your chances of getting it, but it does not, does not give you no shot of getting it. It also brings up kind of a little bit of history. Uh, remember when the Berlin Wall went up? Sure. And to travel back and forth, you had to show your papers? Yeah, that's different. Is it? That's 100% different. But you're going to have to carry a card with you? That's 100% different because... East Berlin, West Berlin was not because of a virus, an no. invisible virus. It was because of racism. It was because of oh, yeah. uh, elite, elitism. It was because of classism. It was because of uh, society being made of human cesspools. Oh, absolutely. I'm, this I'm is not. a virus that does not know if you're black, white, Asian, doesn't know if you're Mormon, Catholic, nope. atheist. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. You're it's absolutely gonna right. It's going to get you. 
And so this is that's completely different. That's the same to me as those that draw, uh, uh, well, requiring me to wear a mask is against my right as an American. This is what's America for anymore. Right. Stop it. Those I'm are glad, different things. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I agree. I have no problem with it, even if I have to show it to everybody. It's like, yeah, here you go, man. I want I want good entertainment. I want to see it in an arena. I want to see it in the theater. And if everyone around me and I'm elbow to elbow with some strangers, great. If I know that everything's good, I have no problem. Now, to answer it again, I'd probably go even if there was no requirement of vaccination. You would? Yeah. Just, would you mask it up? Uh, yes. That's a, that's a, where I stand. And the CDC says, even though vaccinations, uh, this was actually came out just today, vaccinations reduce the chances of contracting and sharing uh, the disease. You should still be masked in close proximity to other people, inside right. businesses and, and that sort of thing, uh, to, to prevent those who either choose not to be vaccinated from getting it, uh, or or those who are vulnerable within the community, even if they've been vaccinated, they could still die from it. Sure. So wear yeah. masks still. Uh, I, I personally have no problem at this point wearing a mask on an airplane, wearing a mask in a theater, wearing a mask at the jazz game. Wearing, if they wanted me to wear a mask at the bees game outdoors in the sunshine, I'd probably still do it. Yeah. Because it beats not going. We come- I, That being said, I think at some point here, not now, but at some point in the future... We're going to have to get rid of masks. We will. And we're going to have to move forward. That's just not today. And I still think there will, and I might even be one of them. I still think there's a solid chance that at large gatherings, I may still wear a mask. Regardless, for a few years. I definitely think if I go on an airplane, I will. But I'll tell you what, I, I went to the jazz game a few nights ago against, against the Wizards. I was there and uh, we had our masks on the whole time and it didn't bother me. Why would it at this it point? It didn't yeah. at any point. And I mean, everyone's still social distance. And uh, truthfully, they're far enough away where you don't need to wear your mask. But there's people there making sure that you do and you keep it up and you do the right thing. But I had no problem. Yeah. Not a worry at all. Because, Austin, at some point, we are going to return to full theaters. We are going to return to movies Big blockbuster movies this summer being released the night before it's officially supposed to come out. We're going to get back to all of that, and we're going to have to be shoulder to shoulder with people. Buy your tickets in advance because you might not get to see it for a week. Movies again. Yep. And uh, until we get to that quote unquote buzzword herd immunity with the vaccines. Yeah. We're going to have to deal with some of these things as we transition back to normal life. At some point, enough people will have been vaccinated that we will have herd immunity with COVID-19 yeah. and we'll be fine to go back to life as normal. We won't need masks. We won't need vaccination cards. Until we get there, just think whatever thing or person you worship that we've come this far in a year's time. That we're, yeah. And we, just hang on. We'll get back to what it needs to be eventually. You think about this time last year. It was We didn't know what was going on. The radio station was barely coming back. We didn't even know if we were. Yeah, and that had a lot to do with the the earthquake that also happened a week later as well. Right. So, <laughs> it's 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 we've come a long way. We have some distance still to go. Yes, but we're getting there. We're getting so a on. lot closer. And like I said, there is going to come a time where we will be shoulder to shoulder with people we don't know. Good. Let's get there. Yep, I agree. All right. Uh, that was that. Was, thanks for bringing that up because that applies obviously to the theaters and everything like that. To be clear, uh, the CDC and the, well. The state of Utah has lift, lifted the state mandate of the masks. Right. It still is allowing private and public pop properties to determine whether or not masks are required to enter. And and just, just for clarity, Vivid Smart Home Arena requires masks at this point for everyone to have on 
at jazz games or any events. I believe Megaplex does as well. Yes. But that just makes complete sense. So. I, like I said, I'll probably keep wearing one afterwards. All right. Uh, let's get to the poll question responses. We asked you to hop on Twitter. I'm at Austin Horton. He's at Johnny Lightfoot One. The station is at Zone Sports Net. A new movie out this week called SAS Red Notice about special op- special uh, forces operator stuck on a train inside the tunnel that terrorists <laughs> tunnel. take over. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so it's just a kick-ass mm. action movie. It looks cool. So we asked you. I almost said another word. <laughs> it looks cool. So we asked you to share with us the most badass action thriller you've ever seen. Zach says the first movie that came to mind was Zombieland. Does that count? Commando is good too, though. Zombieland, it, it counts. That's an action. Th- that's an action movie. It's an action. Com- it's a comedy with a little bit of action and horror. Right. It has it all. And a little romance. A little romance yeah. with Tallahassee. But there's enough blood and shooting gu- shooting up of zombies that I think it qualifies as, as badass. Zombie kill of the week? Yes, exactly. Daniel says Terminator 2. That's a great one. You like that better than Terminator? I do prefer Terminator 2 over, over Terminator. A lot I of think, people do. I think T2 is one of those rare movies that the second one is actually better than the first. I think a lot of people share that sentiment. Brandon says, I'm old school. Die Hard, the Christmas movie. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan was one that smacked you in the face the first 15 minutes of the movie. Sure. I think it smacked you in the face the whole movie. Whole movie. Especially the, that 15 minutes on the beach. Mikey says, Mission Impossible is hard to beat in that they do so little CGI. Fallout and Ghost Protocol were my favorite of the Mission, po- Mission Impossibles. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Wild Turkey Fart Blunt. <laughs> That's such a great name. John Wicks. Oh, those are great. Then a close second, he goes with Shooter, starring Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I would. I would put. They're very the, similar. Yeah, I I like the Wicks a little better than Shooter. I could sit down and watch those. John Wick is about a guy getting revenge for his dog being killed. Yeah, and in Shooter, the only reason he starts to help is because they kill his dog. Wait a so. second. <laughs> <laughs> That's is it the same movie. <laughs> Lee Nora says Die Hard. Brandon says Speed. Now, when ah. I read the synopsis of SAS Red Notice, I thought it sounded a lot like Speed. Sure. You're stuck on a train in a tunnel, or you're stuck on a bus on the LA freeway. Can't kind of below a similar, 55. Yeah, similar uh, setup there. Speed is probably my favorite Dennis Hopper movie. Really? All due respect to, uh, uh, oh, God, now I forgot it. It just turned 50. Uh, road tri- Not Road Trip. Waterworld. No, not we'll get out of here. <laughs> and Hoosiers, but uh, come on, where he, he's right, they're riding motorcycles and it, they've got drugs stuck in. Oh, it's gonna drive me crazy. I know. I'm waiting for you to come up with it. I'm looking it up right now. Dennis Hopper movies, motorcycle just turned fifty. How about Easy Rider? There you go. With Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper. Uh, okay. Uh, Robert says Die Hard. Okay. Jake says Die Hard. You're skipping something here. No, no one has said it yet. You're skipping something. Uh, Jake also says Bad Boys for Life. John oh. Wick. Okay. And honestly, nobody, which we just talked about last week with Bob Odenkirk. Right. Maybe it was two weeks ago. It just get, came out in the theaters. He says nobody was high up. They're so entertaining and packed full of action. I can't wait to see that one, actually. Now, I don't know this movie. Oh, okay. What's this movie? Brett responded with a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger putting camo paint all over his face and arms. Okay. What is that movie? Not Predator. Not Predator. Not Predator. Jay says, these young kids never saw Predator. Absolutely mind Yes! 
Here we go. Well, even now. Here we go with the best answers. To which Bumbershoot said it's really not even a contest. Predator is the undeniable most badass movie ever made. Yes. I ain't got time to bleed. I don't care who you are back in the world. You give away our position one more time. I'll bleed you real quiet. Yep. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Oh, so good. To which Jay responds, four, four to five mercenaries with different machine guns, one minigun with a backpack for ammo, Arnold's M16 with a freaking <laughs> grenade launcher. Then the party gets started with an invisible alien with a shoulder-mounted laser blaster with three-dot laser sight. Thank you very much. Hashtag all time. Oh, yeah. To which Bumbershoot responded, don't forget Sonny Lanham's SP-1 rifle fitted with a Mossberg 500 shotgun. <laughs> to which Jay responded, honestly, it was like Rambo on steroids, which is really saying something absolutely amazing. You know, it's funny he mentions that because I think that was kind of the two action guys that were always against each other the big muscles Stallone versus uh, that's what they should make a movie Stallone versus Schwarzenegger they've done that <laughs> uh, by the way Bumbershoot has a, uh, a t-shirt shop yeah and just because he's such an amazing guy I'm going to plug it here uh, he has a t-shirt shop that online you can get him on Twitter Bumbershoot19 and he has put out a t-shirt of the Predator uh, Carl Carl Weathers Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, oh, grabbing arms. Kind of like a, it looks like an arm wrestling high five. Yeah, they high five and then they like see who's got bigger muscles. Yeah, but yes. he's done that with Kong and Godzilla. <laughs> so you can get his t-shirt if you'd like. That's awesome. Uh, real quick, Robert says, Skyfall, James Bond. Hans Holsten replies with that gif I just described with Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers. <laughs> Caleb says, live or let die. That's, uh, oh, that's a Bond. Bond movie, yes. Or Taken. Taken's good. It's not Predator. Uh, T-Ray says Die Hard. Yeah. And uh, what would be your answer, Johnny Lightfoot? I am going to go with the piano. Get out of here. <laughs> no, uh, I think Predator is up there. Die Hard is up there. Terminator is up there. You just got to go with those late 80s and mid 90s just action movies. They were just awesome. And there seemed like there was one every week coming out. Yeah. But they were awesome not a lot of cgi going on that's what i love the predator monster is a real guy running around and his guns are real all of it would you say mad max mad max fury road are those action movies those are definitely action movies well, then i guess it doesn't have to be an action movie but a badass movie definitely a great movie for uh the you know i didn't really enjoy road warrior okay and i didn't really enjoy uh beyond thunderdome gotcha i liked fury road now my answer though is actually a reboot, a remake. Oh, really? The original's good. Okay. But the remake that came out just a handful of years ago, starring Bruce Willis, oh. is the number one badass action thrill I've ever seen. And it's called Death Wish. Yeah. Directed by Eli Roth. It is. There's there's not a second where you're not enthralled I'm by really, what's going on on the screen. I'm really surprised. they Because the original Death Wish, I think there was two or three of them. Yes, there were. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really surprised they haven't continued that with them. I mean, that movie came out a few years ago. So if you if you need an action movie and you haven't seen it, give Death Wish, the remake with, with Bruce Willis, give that one a shot. There's something he does in, in, with uh, involving brake fluid that you'll never <laughs> unsee. So better action star, Bruce Willis or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Well, I mean, Willis can do other things than just action movies. You can see dead people. And and he he he's performed or appeared on like friend like But friends. I said better action, not better actor, better action. Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Because you know what you're getting. You so know if you saw coming. if if back to back you or not back to back, side by side, Schwarzenegger action movie, Bruce Willis action movie, you can choose either one. 
I'm choosing the Bruce Willis movie. Okay. Because I think there's more depth to those movies. Sure. Schwarzenegger is just playing action. Yeah, just playing, just beat him up. Yep. Like John Wick. Not great movies. No. They're te- the plot's horror. It's about getting revenge on your people that murdered your You dog. should love that. But, well, I like revenge. Right. But the, the premise is like, what? It's really about the guns and the action and the fighting and the killing. And they're really good fight scenes. They're not good movies. Some but, of the best fight scenes. Yeah. It's like a Bruce Lee movie. Not great movies, but they're incredible. Right. So, right. All right, there you go. That's our poll question responses this week. Thanks for playing along. We'll get you another uh, thinker next week here on the movie zone coming up next we'll wrap up this week's edition with from the archives johnny will give us some little known and unknown facts about one of his favorite movies and we'll get you some date changes to the movies you had planned to see this year yeah and going forward there's some big ones there are we'll get to that info next right here on the movie zone You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Final segment this week here on the Movie Zone. I'm Austin Horton. He's Johnny Lightfoot. Soundtrack of the week. The band is Living Color. Yeah. Not the, the TV show. No, the band. The band. And the movie that this, that they are involved in on the soundtrack is none other than True Lies. True Lies. We Action talked about Schwarzenegger packs. last segment. Yes. We're going to talk a little bit about True Lies here in just a moment. Sure. From the archives, we'll give you some little-known and unknown facts about True Lies. But before we do that, three action movies that I was really excited to see this year. Well, and one that was... Uh, yeah, well, I was going to see them this year. I was really excited about it. Sure. Two involve Tom Cruise... The other one, I'm not even sure. I can't remember who's in it, but I was really excited to see it, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, but they're all Paramount. And uh, Mission Impossible 7 was supposed to be released May of 2022, Memorial Day weekend of next year. Good news there. You're going to get to see that around Thanksgiving this year. Mission That's Impossible great. 7 moving up from May of 2022 to November of this year. Finally get to see that. Snake Eyes is moving from this July to this October. You're excited about Snake Eyes. Of course, yeah. Why not? The origin story of Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Why not? How could you not be? You wonder if Storm Shadow will be in it. He has to be, right? Uh, yeah. He I was his nemesis. You, I don't know how you do a Snake Eyes without that. Without, uh, but there's really no one in this you've heard of. No. No. But it's a G.I. Joe movie. The last one wasn't so great. The first one... Yeah. Wasn't so great either, but it this was okay. This is a spinoff of those. Right. It's an origin story. Uh, but then the one I was probably most excited about to see last year that then got moved to this year. I need the, I have the need, the need for speed. It was going to be last Memorial Day. Yeah. It then got moved to this July 4th weekend. Yeah. Well, it's been moved again. Of Top course. Gun Maverick is now releasing November 19th. It was going to be last Memorial Day. Then it was going to be this July 4th weekend. Now it's going to be the the weekend uh, before Thanksgiving. Do you think all these movies getting pushed back just builds the excitement or makes a movie have to be a better movie? No. I, I, well, the movies are made. I know, but you know what I mean? It's like it, it better be a good movie or it's just going to get tanked. Yeah, normally, yes. I think as we come out of a pandemic and these movies are moving a little later in the year, I think they're doing that because they realize the vaccines will be up, mm-hmm. the the protocols will be down, more people will be able to pack into the theaters, 
and return to normal life seeing big time blockbuster movies. And I think they could be ac- absolute turds of a movie and everyone would love it. Does that make sense? Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, it made a <laughs> buttload of money. And it still is. Have. Yes. So a Top Gun Maverick, Thanksgiving, Snake Eyes, October, or excuse me, July, and Mission Impossible 7, Thanksgiving as well. So you're going to see Tom Cruise in a lot. Uh, two movies, big time movies this Thanksgiving. A lot. A lot of Tom Cruise coming. All right. Give us some unknown, little known facts about True Lies, Johnny. True Lies, 1994. I forgot that it was directed by James Cameron. I had no idea it was. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, Bill Paxton, Tia Carrera, and Art Malik. Uh, Tia Carrera you might know from Wayne's World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Has, it's rated R and has a runtime of two hours and 21 minutes, a budget of $115 million, and a worldwide gross of $378.8 million. Did you mention Tom Arnold? I did. Okay, all right. Rotten Tomatoes. What about Eliza Dushku? I did not. Oh, all right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics give it 71% and fans give it 76%. Yeah. Now, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, this is the first movie to have a production budget of $100 million, and this made it the most expensive movie of all time, breaking the record of James Cameron's previous movie, which we just talked about, Terminator 2. However, it would lose its record to the next year to the award-winning movie Waterworld. <laughs> that is not true at no, all. It is not. <laughs> but it did lose it to uh, it did lose that record to Waterworld. Waterworld beat it out as the most expensive in 1995. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's biggest challenge for the movie was not doing all the physical stunts, but dancing a uh, tango. Okay. He had to take dancing lessons to realistically perform the dance and he rehearsed that scene for six months Wow! as he wanted to make sure he was just as good at the tango as Al Pacino was in Scent of a Woman. Uh-huh. Well, Interesting. He did, yeah, he did all right, yeah. He bet better than I could. Now, uh, Tom Arnold, as you mentioned, this this is his favorite movie he's ever been in, and quite honestly, has he ever been in another movie? No, we had other movies. Exactly. So I no thought wonder. it was this, Best Damn Sports Show, period, and uh, Roseanne were his claims to fame. <laughs> You're exactly right. In that I order. Think, <laughs> I think that's all of it. Now, Harry, which is uh, played uh, by, I believe Harry is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he tells Gib that he's having an affair, and Gib tells a story about his second wife taking everything when she left him, even the ice cube trays from the freezer. Do you remember this scene? Yeah. Well, this is a direct reference to Tom Arnold's divorce from Roseanne <laughs> that was happening at the same time. She was reported to have taken his ice cube trays when she left him as well. Tom Arnold told the story to James Cameron on the set, and Cameron thought the line was so funny and hilarious that he rewrote the script to put that in. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Oh, that's funny. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Now, Tom Arnold didn't expect to get the role in the movie because he doesn't really act in other movies. <laughs> but he went to the audition mostly for the chance to meet James Cameron. He did some scenes with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Cameron immediately noticed the chemistry between the two actors. Uh, basically, he said, I have to have these two in the movie. Their on-screen and off-screen relationship and chemistry is exactly the same and since doing that movie tom arnold has become huge friends with both cameron and schwarzenegger Hmm. and they act the same way around each other if you catch arnold schwarzenegger and tom arnold together it's true lies they not the spy stuff but just the way they communicate (laughs) yeah yeah 
Now, one final thing. The U.S. government did supply three Marine Harriers and their pilots for a fee of $100,736, which came out to $2,410 per hour. Wow. That's a that's a bargain. And that I think they're in the movie for two minutes. Yeah, well... well. And they have a story to tell their grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. I drove a plane and blew up a bridge. You see this scene here, uh, little Tommy? That's me. That's me, and I That's made $2,000 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, True Lies, It's uh, we're talking action movies this week, and yeah, that's exactly what that is. The budget alone of this movie is a blockbuster, and the fact that it made a worldwide gross of almost triple yeah. is even says a lot more. Uh, well, thank you. There's your From the Archives, True Lies. What will we, what will we talk about next? I don't know. We're running out of ideas. No, no we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> we got the piano. No, we're not doing the piano over my dead body, or we're no? going to talk about the piano. Okay. I've never seen it. I don't even know what that is. Really? Yeah. It's a love story. Yeah. Well, about a guy and a piano. Then we'll do Return to Me with David Duchovny and Minnie Driver. That's a good movie. It is. Bonnie Hunt. That's a great movie. Uh, Jim Belushi. Yeah. Wait, is it Jim no. Belushi? No. No. It's, it's not John. No, it's Jim Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Johnny, good job. Same to you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, he's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Thanks for joining us. It's been the Movie Zone. We'll talk to you next week, as I already said.